Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Dude, so insane. I was on my way to go meet baby Jackie and what came on the radio. Yes, I've been listening to the radio stations because I like to hear what the people put out on the radio stations. And it kind of blew my mind because what year is it? So pardon me while I burst into (laughs) flames. I've had enough of the world and it's people's mindless games. So pardon me while I burst. And rise above the flame Pardon me Pardon me I'll never be the same I have been listening to Incubus nonstop ever since I'm going back to Florida, baby, in my mind Welcome to page seven Yes, baby Jackie is here, but we're not going to talk about her just yet Because first, welcome MJ, of course yep, Thank I'm you here. so much for being here on page seven But we have a very special guest today Who is it? And it's Eddie Larson. It's Eddie Larson, Hello. host of The Brighter Side over on the LPN, which is the network that we are currently on, and also creator of How America Killed My Mother. Please also check out the LPN show that Eddie and I did together, talking more in depth about Amer- How America Killed My Mother. And, um, ooh, baby, if you haven't watched it yet, look it up. It is... I cried. Oh, you laugh too. You know, you do both. It's you fun. laugh. You, you know, also you come laugh. Back, you, you, you stay for the cry, then you, you get a surprise laugh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I will also say everybody knows I cry at goddamn everything. It is true. You is... do cry all the time. But just, oh, you know, man. what makes you a good person? I guess, is it? I don't, I'm, I'm very salinated. That's for damn sure. Did you cry when you met baby Jackie? Did you get salination all over her? I got a little bit of salination all over her. The streets ran white with my. My goopy <laughs> this weekend. That was almost awful. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, we've been screaming and begging for the streets to run white with cum over on the uh, on page seven, and uh, we all know that this is not the summer for it. Yeah. Even though we thought it could have been, but instead it's the summer of babies being born. And yes, um, no, her name is not Baby Jackie. 
Although I really wanted Holden to name her baby Jackie for the bit. And isn't it worth it for the bit? It's a forever bit. She didn't get born on your birthday. That's the whole thing. Two slights. She's not baby Jackie and she didn't get born on your birthday. But wouldn't it be fun to be like, yeah, I share. I almost share a birthday with my aunt Jackie. And that's who I'm named after. But I came one day before. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. That is true. I will say the baby is very cute and she is you know, adorable like, i want to yes. hear about her i'm jealous that i can't go you know hold her for 10 seconds and then be like okay i'm done Give i'm her done back. never mind i bought her a lizard stuffed animal <laughs> oh i know it's annoying and I unnecessary but i feel like she needed it no that's no, nice because does. then when she's like three she'll be like I'm playing with this lizard and then they can be like, guess who gave you this lizard? Uncle Eddie gave you this lizard. So yeah. it's nice to give give toys when they're babies. He gave you a lizard because that's what he calls your father. <laughs> <laughs> Do you understand? I think that baby Elowen will understand by then. And yes, on August 14th, Holden and Lexi, welcome to the world. Elowen Pearl McNeely. And I think I want to start calling her EP immediately. Because I started doing EP phone home. (laughs) And I touched her little nose. Yeah. and um, But no, she's going to be called Winnie. And she is perfect. She is healthy. Of course, I'm going to wait for Holden to say more about his experience. That, man, having two people close to you, give birth uh, within a week of each other. You hear a lot of the, you hear a lot of the downsides. You hear a lot of the real (laughs) stories that you don't hear when you watch TLC's A Baby Story. And I just like, I held my pussy and I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Even just because my pussy had to hear the stories of what happened to theirs. It's tough. It's tough. But they'll be okay. They'll be okay. I know. The best, the very best part, well, yeah, they'll be okay. My pussy didn't have anything to do with either of my two children being born, which is great. I can't recommend that (laughs) highly enough if it ends up going that way for you. Uh, It worked out fantastically for me. But my favorite, absolute favorite part of of the baby's arrival is that of course, if Holden had asked me, I would have told him, oh, you schedule a big thing, like a marathon stream on your Twitch channel. Oh That's when God. baby's coming. <laughs> Baby that will always a- come oh. at the thing, the least opportune time. And so there is this now magical, absolutely magical video that they have to save and play at like her graduation, at her wedding of Lexi coming and telling Holden that uh, at her, one of her, you know, weekly or bi-weekly at that point, probably checkups, they said, okay, you are ready. You are like going into labor. You got to get to the hospital. And she tells Holden and Holden's first response literally is on the stream live. He goes, Okay, well, I guess I'll finish this game. And I, was so, like, I was so no! mad at him. I was so mad. I couldn't believe it. Everyone was screaming. Just so mad. Get out of here! Because he's in the middle. And also, the thing is that one of the reasons why Holden and I work so well together is both of us, when something is scheduled, it's in our brains because, you know, we've got a little bit. We got. I got a little bit of the, uh, the shine in my brain of, but this is what I'm doing. What do you mean? Like, so the last minute switch of plans is difficult for both of us to recognize so watching I'm, and I'm going to post a video and this is going to be have you like 
listening at home, do you have those stories that your parents say about you all the fucking time that you're like, yes, everybody knows the story that Eddie was the biggest baby born in Florida when he was born. My favorite story, though. I tell that story to everyone I know, Eddie. Yeah, I came out wearing a suit and tie doing people's taxes and shit. And Eddie, how big were you again? I apologize to put you on the spot. 14 pounds, 13 and a half ounces. Unbelievable. Almost 15 pounds. pounds. Yeah, big old boy. Freddie was four pounds. Oh my God, (laughs) that's wild. So I was almost four times as big. That's great. Honestly, I feel like your mom could have like sued the doctors for not getting you out sooner. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I was doing fine. I was swimming. She <laughs> yeah, you were doing great. <laughs> you were doing great. It's like more meat. <laughs> Throw the meat down the chute, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I love it. I feel like everyone's got the embarrassing stories that their parents just tell about them over and over and over again. And this is going to be an EP's life for the rest of her existence of the fact that there is video evidence of (laughs) Holden finding out that he's about to have to go to the hospital right then for the labor to begin. And it's just, oh my God, very embarrassing for EP. I guess I'll finish this game verbatim. That is the quote. And then there's another probably, I don't know, two to three, Four minutes of him kind of like vamping about like, like get what, off, you know. <laughs> everyone, everyone is just everyone else on the stream is just screaming at him like, literally, close your computer and go. <laughs> it was like five fatherless dudes. Yeah, too, and who they were, like, were all, all being so conscientious about it. <laughs> well, also especially Skulk, who is on. If you look up Skulk the Hulking, the do 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 do. That, the opening of page seven, is created by Skulk the Hulking. And he was the one that was like, stop talking to us. Get out of here. And she came, and she is healthy, and they are home. And I went to go drop off, because, you know, Italian woman. We drop, I drop off a bunch of food in different, like, freezable batches. And I got all of her pussy care stuff um, from over at Target. That's for holding. And uh, very upset. That's yeah, that's rolled. <laughs> he squeezes it all over his face and he's just supple as the day he was born. Oh man. I will say I already owe her one because she got me out of doing that stream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we could have just yelled on there for many hours while poor, very pregnant Lexi would have just been upset in the other room waiting for everyone to leave. And I guess yeah. we couldn't do that, but we can be upset about many other things like the NYC next Billy Joel song. Why are the celebrities still singing? I don't understand. We are a year and a half deep into a pandemic and they are still making at least this video. So yes, look up Billy Joel's New York state of mind NYC next music video at least they're raising money for nyc next which is helping rebuild the art scene of new york Mm -hmm. great but it is still a bunch of people getting together to sing a song into a camera and i don't give a shit yeah no, first of all, they should have just had Dina Menzel sing the whole fucking song. Yes. She's she's the best singer in the world. Why we just why no, we gotta have Stephen Colbert do a verse. 
What is this? Just the, it, was, it was so stupid. Do you guys do you guys have the problem that I have where whenever I see Adina Menzel, I absolutely compulsively like can't not do it. I have to say out loud to myself, Adele Dazim, based on John Travolta's. <laughs> no, my problem is I love her. I mean, of course, Rent, but I think Fiero from Wicked because I just remember that's what real love is, is the screaming of someone's name as you're um, essentially placing a uh, bit of a curse on him. I was just right? mad it was such a... I don't think they should have picked the song. They should have done Empire State of Mind. That's what I was hoping for too. Like, you know, all love to Billy Joel, but it's like not really a rallying... I mean, I guess it is, but it's... It it is... <laughs> it's As Jackie said, it's it's already a pretty slow song and the video is so long like i was like buckled up for i was like okay i might be moved by this i don't want to be moved by it but i might be uh i was already annoyed though no i reluctantly cried i reluctantly yeah. cried but that's not because of them i cry every time <laughs> i listen to new york state of mind but that's because of a new yorker that doesn't live in new york anymore mm -hmm. and i think that it's illegal not to at least have like a like a tear to your eye when you listen to new york state of mind yeah but but there there are so many good songs about new york and i'm not at all here to do, say anything negative about Billy Joel or New York State of Mind. I do agree with Eddie, though, that it was not, I don't, I think it was a strange choice because it, it, as it happened, it was an incredibly long and slow and low energy video. It's like, I looked at my watch and I, or no, I looked at my watch because I was afraid I was going to be late to recording. And then I looked at the timeline only to realize I was only halfway through. And I was like, I cannot keep watching this. This is so boring. And 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 it was almost seven minutes long. Just one song. And then Billy Joel's daughter comes in at the end. Not it, Billy it's Joel. Rough. Just his daughter, by the way. Oh just, and his daughter was doing, it sounds like she is a real singer. But, you know, she can sing. But also, she was totally doing the like, vibrato performative hand thing that I know that Jackie is a fan of. Um. <laughs> I went and saw Billy Joel, MSG, his 70th birthday. Me, Julie, my fiance, her whole family, we all went. And then New York State of Mind comes up and she came out and sing it. And I got to say, I was like, come on. I want to see Billy Joel sing. When his daughter came out and she said, came no! out, and sing it. really? Yeah, she went. Yes. Henry and I saw Billy Joel at MSG. What he did, which why it, it was such a moving moment. Henry and I were hammered. Yeah. And we were just singing really, really loud. But what he did is he showed parts of the boroughs, and then he like he shouted out Woodhaven, like he was like throwing out the different parts of the boroughs, which is where Henry and I are from. And we both were like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> like we just. Cried and cried and cried. Um, but see, I don't want to see his daughter sing it. Yeah, oh. that's, it's like she seems to be like a fine singer, but sure. it's why? your birthday. You're Billy Joel. You can do what you want. Also, she looks a Come lot on. like I mean, Billy Joel. Can we just say that? Yes. She does. It's definitely she like does. a rumor Willis situation in terms of her <laughs> really looking is. exactly like Billy Joel. Like Have Billy you Joel. seen him recently? He's as big as a piano, man. And he also writes for Jeff Ross, also writes for a lot of uh, roast shows on Comedy Central. And he I goes, like jokes. I like jokes. <laughs> Eddie, I like jokes. 
And I hope that maybe you had some jokes formulated in your brain when you watch. So I also, I want you guys to know, I sent out some Eddie-centric mm -hmm. articles this week because I wanted um, Ed to feel at home while sitting in for Holden. You know, I throw Holden his lizard content. I Thank throw you. Holden his T-Sway content. But when Eddie's here, I throw out content like hermit crabs are horny for plastic as well as the Foo Fighters dressing like the Bee Gees and singing uh, <laughs> You Should Be Dancing at the Westboro Baptist Church protesters. <laughs> so, Eddie, which do you al ally your values with more? The Foo Fighters singing protestingly at the Westboro Baptist Church, or it's like a choose-your-own-adventure, or hermit crabs wanting to fuck the plastic? Um. Well, I gotta say, someone's gotta fuck this plastic. Yeah, <laughs> so somebody's gotta That's fuck this plastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's there, so somebody should fuck but, it. Somebody should fuck it. But with the the Dave Grohl thing and the Foo Fighters, yeah, it was a good troll, and your heart's in the right place. But like, what does it do? Don't give these fuckers any press, any attention. Yeah, you know, there's there's such losers. Right. There's only seventy of them. That's it. Yeah, there's only seventy of them. Like, it's not like a big thing. It, like we, they would go away if we let them go away. I think you're right. Yeah, even you know? even even it, it felt even dated to read about them. I was like, they're still around. Like, yeah. and obviously, like hateful people are of course still around. But it did feel kind of like, you know, you guys right aren't actually don't have like a lot of institutional power. You're just like trolls. Yeah, and. It was nice that Dave Grohl did that. It was definitely cool to see just like a moving caravan it was <laughs> slowly fun. driving past the protest. But he should be doing that for cool people. Yeah. Why do they get see, the show? I guess that was immediately what I thought of. I was like, but that is a, such a cool moment. Like I remember Eddie when we went to go see Lizzo and then after the show, we thought that we saw Lizzo walked like like covered and run past us and we did see Lizzo and like and that kind of thing of like if she just started talking to people like that that kind of moment of like I'm a huge fucking fan I, I love everything you do I love everything you stand for they don't deserve a free show from the fucking Foo Fires on the side of the road no certainly not and they're all frauds by the way too they don't really believe in the shit they're doing they just know if they're horrible they get lots of donations Ugh. and so like the Phelps family they all backed out they're all gone I yeah. mean the dude I mean they're done it's they've been done and I you know what and the reason I have this opinion oddly enough is I'm going to be a hypocrite right now mm -hmm. I have worked with the Westboro Baptist Church we put them on an episode of the burn and we roasted them and afterwards, like, yeah, it was good. Yeah, we stuck it to them. We told them they were idiots, but we just gave them more press. Yeah. And I felt so dirty about it. And I felt, and I hated it. And I was just like, why did we do that? You know, and like, it was awful. And like, it was just, was, the bit was fine. And yeah. It was good. But like, at the same time, we just told, you know, millions of more people that they exist. About mm. them. Yes. You know, they no. will go away. They're just going to go back under their bridge. We need to, you know, the less press they get, the less money they'll get. And they will just disappear because they're, yeah, they're they're frauds. Yeah, and I hope like that that they make like a fucking hermit crab and go start banging some plastic <laughs> so they don't make more of themselves. Yeah, they're already but it banging is trash. Yeah, they are <laughs> trash banging trash. But the oh, hermit man. crabs are. I love. I I think I love the pro. Uh, arguments for talking about the hermit crabs getting horny by plastic as much as the angry articles that are written about how like how dare you write 
that hermit crabs are getting horny for plastic when it's killing the hermit crabs. Like, I know that it is. Yes. But you can't deny the fact that how many article headlines that I saw about how horny hermit crabs are for plastic. Talk about a way to get the information out. And now I'm paying attention. <laughs> now I'm aware of the fact that when plastic is put into the ocean, it puts off this hormone that tells to the crabs, hey, you should be sexually excited. So the hermit crabs go out searching for it, searching for it because they think it's a lay. Yeah. And they think that the oceans are going to run white with cum, but they don't understand that, no, it's the streets that run white with cum hermit crabs. Stay in your own local town and fuck your own local hermit crab. <laughs> don't go out searching for them because once they find them, since they're sexually excited by the olamide, which is an additive released by plastics found under the sea and they realize it's not a hermit crab then they just end up dying yeah well you know i mean i've killed many hermit crabs in my childhood you know we used to always buy them at the boardwalk you know you get them you get it like them a couple extra shells and a sponge and you know you always forget the water the sponge. <laughs> you know and so as a kid we'd go through like four hermit crabs a summer you yeah know? they got a rough <laughs> existence as like they're either at your first pet that you accidentally kill or they're just out there having so plastic we, sex dolls in good. the ocean plastic sex dolls in the ocean we need them horny we gotta crank out more hermit crabs you know for the boardwalks the boardwalks need to raise money for more rides yes <laughs> I mean this is just <laughs> but it's also raising awareness and I do think that it's good of remembering the amount of plastic that goes into I mean you know it's why I love a Jason Momoa platform he's big into he's anti-plastic he is like he even like openly will call out someone in like social media posts remember when he did that I think to Chris Brown when like Chris Pratt was drinking out of a plastic water bottle and he's like, yo, man, single use plastics? What the fuck? And he's like, no, I, I'm sorry. I, it's just, and because only Jason Momoa could call out someone for a single use plastic and you fucking listen. Was Aquaman. Yeah. If anyone knows, it's Aquaman. Gotta fight for the ocean if you're Aquaman. And he's Hawaiian, right? Jason Momoa? Yeah, I believe. And let me look this up. I think that he's Samoan. He's definitely Jason getting Momoa. laid. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, I'm happy he's doing it. Like you, you got to stick to your thing. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Jason Momoa. In general, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I don't think like shaming people for their individual consumption is like the path out of the climate apocalypse that awaits us. But I do think that if we are going to do individual shaming, Jason Momoa should be the face of it because there's no way it won't be effective. Especially people like Chris Pratt. Yeah. Like, is it, like, especially like on that kind of basis of like, you influence a lot of people and you should think before you post. Yes. And I do mm. kind of like that. At the same time, you know, we know that Jason Momoa has his downfalls as well. Yeah. But I love him. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely had a water bottle on set. You know, don't, don't <laughs> you, you know, know, give me, <laughs> you know, but his father is native Hawaiian, which is why, you know, it is something that is very, um, it is very deep in his nature. And he's also like creating a bunch of, um, box, like the box water and things like that. Like he's invested in a lot of companies that are trying to do away with single use plastic. And I think that that's really awesome. But you know what, man, get those hermit crabs out there. So I told Eddie about this. Uh, we were out to dinner, and then I started talking about how we used to keep snails when we were kids. Oh. Uh, because there was no wildlife 
in Queens, New York. So we would take a mayonnaise jar and my mom would poke holes in it. We'd put dirt in it and we'd feed them lettuce Mm -hmm. and things like that. Because I remember looking it up at the library and we kept snails in a mayo jar. (laughs) And just everyone was just like, that's the saddest, most pathetic (laughs) thing I've ever heard. I was like, but it was for us. It was wildlife. Sometimes they were slugs. Maybe. Did you catch the snails? You got the snails yourself or you got them at the shady pet store on the corner? I caught the snails. Caught the snails ourselves. Where in New York were you catching snails? There ain't gardens. There are Well, the thing is that um, I, I think I've told the story on here before, but there were my mom would always constantly try to put planters in front of our stoop. And then they would inevitably you would see the pull of the line of dirt when people would steal them from in front of our stoop <laughs> and put them into a car. And I'll never forget the Mother's Day when my mom and I like she taught me all about the planting and we planted all these planters. And it's just what determination the next day oh, they were stolen wow and um so we would keep trying to put out little planters and gotcha. they would just be stolen constantly but when we would keep them for a little bit sometimes snails would come that's cool it's weird they kind of materialize <laughs> out of nowhere snails they just they're just there all of a sudden yeah maybe they're horny for mayo bottles i mean <laughs> i get it i've been there before yeah just like their owner <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, like mother, like daughter. I also leave a snail trail wherever I go. Not anymore. I'm all cuffed up. Just Man, like we I get Eddie here, and we're really, we're really regressing back to our joke level of about 12 years ago. <laughs> I didn't do it. I didn't say nothing. <laughs> it really is the second I'm around Eddie. It makes you fall into because we do classy night in together over on the LPN Twitch show, mm-hmm. and I do fall immediately back into um, the way I used to joke, which is nice. It still lives in there. It's good. It's just you gotta have it. Yeah, I mean. And I think it's what brought us all together. Mm-hmm. It is. And I know that it's not what brought Lizzo and Cardi B together, but I am very happy for their uh, coming together to create rumors. If you have not watched the music video for rumors, it is the it is the uh, team up of Lizzo and Cardi B. It dropped last week. I screamed about it last week because I was excited because I felt like it was a birthday present. And Holden begged for Lizzo to bring the party back to this summer. And I feel like she definitely did. And then, did you guys watch the video of Lizzo crying on Instagram Live because of how much fat shaming she got in the fucking music video? And it sucks because as someone that follows Lizzo closely, um, it's hard as another confident, thick woman to watch another one where she's like, yeah, we're championing it. Yeah, we're doing it for us. And it just fucking sucks because so many people on the internet have nothing better to do than to troll. And you think like, oh, but she gets all this positive reinforcement. And she knows that she is doing such amazing work and that she works really hard on her body and she's working out. She is dancing for hours, singing for hours. That is that is a stamina that most people don't have. And to watch her just live cry because of what horrible people have to say I'm sad that happened, but I'm happy that she is showing this side of being a celebrity and dealing with fat shaming. Right. It's not just as easy as being like, I know I'm hot and awesome and so I'm fine. Like, which is like also, you know, her as like a face of like confidence and uh, like loving herself is great. But also that it's not even if you love yourself, it's not that easy when people uh, and 
like society are relentless pieces of shit about you just for the way you look. Can I play devil's advocate for two seconds? I'm gonna put it. myself. Please. I'm gonna put myself out here for a second. The song itself it's all about the haters yes it's all about like bat leaving what did they, i mean of course they're gonna come after you you they, you right. know like it's gonna happen you know when you do when you put out a song like that and to me the summer song shouldn't be about the fucking haters and like you overcome fuck all those people yeah they don't matter they got nothing to do with her success you're right they uh, and she's one of the most successful uh she's the most exciting musician out there to me right now yeah she also has a huge amazon deal that she's sold like she is like and now like not only just becoming a, a a music maker but we all we all knew that she was producing a lot of her own music but now she's going to start producing television content as well yeah she's so multifaceted but you know what ed i didn't think about it like that and you're completely right yeah she's gonna be a mogul she will and you know i love lizzo like i truly love her we went and saw her i think she's amazing i was i was hip to her before like it went crazy and i gotta say like she shouldn't put that video out yeah she like she just like just like the westboro baptist thing she empowered them they wanted to make her sad, and she showed them that they did. And so they feel like they succeeded, and now they're going to come even harder. You mean the Instagram and, video? Yeah, I think that uh-huh. the fucking the trolls are going to be... And the trolls, I mean, it's like, it's 10 people with 20 screen names. You know, and it's just, you know, and so it's, you, you got to remember, the, the moment you say anything they said... That's all they're looking for. Yeah. And so you got to you got to just shut them out and they will disappear because it's all for stupid attention. It's bragging rights. It's like, oh, I got blocked by Lizzo. Like, it's a good thing. And, you know, I, I hate. But it. a counterpoint to that. I agree with you about that. Like the song. I love the song. I love the video. I love the collaboration between the two of them. I do think there are like limits to a song about haters. <laughs> like um, it just reminds me of like ska because so many ska songs are about haters um, and like but no but like I, I liked the song a lot um but I feel like but I, I I hear what you're saying Eddie but I also think a counterpoint to that uh to to your argument is like Lil Nas X right who also gets a lot of haters um and has basically like I think built himself up even more by like slam quadrupling slam, down like you know dunking on them right yes like, and yeah. he goes right back at them yeah from it. and and so i feel like it's i pre- like i definitely think it's cool for lizzo to be like you don't have to be strong all the time like this stuff can like hurt you and i think that's really valuable mm-hmm. um but it is it was i i found it jarring to watch the song be like I don't care about you haters. And then the video is like, I do care about the haters, but of course, because she's a human being. Yeah. Right. But right. So I feel like, and right. Like Lil Nas X is also like, he's very, very, very good at taking down people who, uh, attack him. But I also think, right. I wanted to ask you guys, like what's been like the, I don't know, the response, like not amongst like randos on Twitter, but like the actual response to rumors, because I feel like it's, it's one thing if it's just like, shitty people on the internet but if there is like i feel like with lil nas x to me his responding to haters feels particularly justified because it's coming from like more on like an institutional level of like oh this is too much you're like being too black and too gay you know like and so i feel like if it's coming from people with power then like it's even more important to have a like fuck the haters response if it's like random people on twitter then it's different but it seems like with lizzo it's kind of a combo of both right because 
Um, I mean, I don't know what the what I, I, I'm curious to hear, like what the like response to rumors has been, because on the one hand, Lizzo is super beloved. On the other hand, fat shaming is so and fat phobia is so like ever present that it's like yeah. it's everywhere. And it's like, well, the it, more bo- body positivity grows, the more, of course, the opposite is going to grow. We know that that's how it goes. But honestly, MJ, even as you were saying that you look up. Just Lizzo Cardi B rumors and everything is about that Instagram live video. Immediately, I'm like, oh, it was all a publicity thing. Mm, I think that it actually could. I mean, I'm not saying that people aren't being horrible and I'm not saying that Lizzo's not upset about it. But I do wonder if she was encouraged Mm. to show how she reacts to these things to push the song forward even more. Mm. I mean, it's killing it. It's got 14 million views last time uh, I checked. Yeah. That's no, 2 it's million doing views real good. And it's a great song. Yeah. I mean, it's doing wonderful. I love I mean, just just keep pumping the shit out, yeah. you know, and like let's get some more dance party. I mean, anyone going after you on the internet First of all, her life is so much better than any one of those people. Oh, you know, yeah. like if you if you were just like wake up in the morning and you're like, "We're fat, you piece of shit." I mean, you're 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 a horrible. You've got person. something you going mentally, on. Yeah, with there's nothing wrong with you. Yes. And so, uh, you know, that's the way I. Because I mean, I fat my whole life, and that was like one of the things I learned early on because I always have a good personality about it. I always try to stay level headed, and it's like if anyone ever like calls me fat in the street, I know that that person is going to go home and have a horrible night, you know, and like, and I'm, I'm going to be perfectly fine. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to go home to my wonderful fiance and my great dog and I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. Nothing's going to change about my life. And, uh, I think that's one of the most important things that you could do to haters. Yeah. is just fucking just like, let them be horrible and then let everyone see how horrible they are. And then it'll, it'll, it'll go away and she's killing it. I mean, she's just not going to stop, and it's going to be great. And uh, I love, I love Lizzo. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks, then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for a dollar forty-nine. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. And in a very different kind of vulnerable instance, there's the Brendan Fraser TikTok (laughs) video that I don't know about y'all. So, I mean, of course, I am an Encino man Number one, I, I've always been obsessed with the the movie Encino Man. And uh, we just recently rewatched Blast from the Past, which is also really fucking great. You forget how much Brendan Fraser had to do with also, I mean, you know, 
the mummy there's there's so many George good of the movies from our George of the jungle from our childhood yeah. that was that were really big things that that affected us and now that brendan fraser's coming back he did this tiktok video with someone that does a cosplay of the uh the rachel vice character in uh the mummy and she was interviewing him and just to him her telling brendan fraser about how much the internet backs him and how much he is supported. Because, of course, we all know, like a Keanu Reeves, Brendan Fraser for the internet, like, he has been a champion for everyone. They were like, but what about Brendan Fraser? He was, like, open about, you know, the system not protecting him a long time ago, and then he kind of got pushed to the wayside. What about him? And now that he's having this resurgence, she was talking to him about it and he started to tear up and he said, oh, shucks, ma'am. And then I burst into tears and I didn't know <laughs> I could love Brendan Fraser anymore. I love Brendan Fraser. I'm so happy. Also, with honors. I love with honors. Oh my God, don't even get me started with honors. Yeah. Can you I remind love me that of, movie. of why the internet loves it? Like, I don't remember what happened to Brendan Fraser other than like that he was like, big and then he went away but like what is it that makes everyone feel so moved by him he was he was sexually assaulted oh. by uh the golden globes guy oh and then and then when he spoke out about it he kind of went away and he also was very hurt because he used to do a lot of his old stunts so his back was all fucked up and he got all fat and so he stopped getting cast as the hunk and so it, it kind of like screwed him over but now, I mean, everyone's like, oh, they're actually now he's finally getting cast off his acting ability, which is a lot of fun. And to see him come back strong and he's a little chunky and I love it. He's so cute I'm all for it. <laughs> he is. I don't. It, it's funny because I feel like he is the I know obviously he did it all for me. Now, you know, when you look at a celebrity and you're like, man, I thought you were really fucking hot when I was 12. And at the age of 34. I think you're even more attractive now than you were when I was 12. And when mm. you look at someone that is like grown into like dad bod, grown into like just grown into themselves and accepting themselves even more as we get older and you watch them like, good Lord, now I want you for 20 other reasons that I wanted you before. Yeah. And he's got those kind eyes. You can just tell. You can just tell he's a sweetheart. You know, oh, another good movie i want to plug uh the quiet american Ooh. it was a uh, it wasn't very popular it's him and michael kane vietnam michael kane <laughs> michael kane yeah michael kane got nominated for it but brendan Fraser was no <gasps> no he never is and i love uh i'm so excited i guess i gotta start watching i don't know what is it there he's in some dc show mm -hmm. legion is it Legion? Legionnaires? Think, no, it's a Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Yeah, yeah, I know that I I gotta jump on it because um my roommate that got me to start watching Harley Quinn on HBO Max is a big fan of Doom Patrol as well. So I guess I'll jump into it. Which also, if you guys have not started watching Harley Quinn on HBO Max, can't recommend it. Well, is it a cartoon? It's a cartoon, but essentially, I guess it's following. Oh, I'm sorry, Jeff. It's following some comic book story of like where Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn were like working together. Cool. So it's actually a lot like the um, same kind of energy from the Suicide Squad movie, but it's all about essentially getting into Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn and their mental illnesses and like them as roommates and her dealing with like, why do I love Joker? Why do I not like myself and understand <laughs> that he abuses me? And like all of that That's kind great. of shit. So it's, I 
but it also like the big shark and it's still it's a lot of fun amazing character actors doing the voices for it um really can't recommend it and while i'm recommending things because i don't have talking tv and i need you both and i need everyone out there to go watch psycho gorman oh yeah psycho gorman have you seen this movie i bought it i bought it i've watched it like three times it's, I'm it's truly unbelievable it's tell truly me. unbelievable tell me i mj i can't believe how much i love this movie it was i watched the trailer for it and i was like hell yeah pop it on because it's like it's a funny dark kids movie where it is a little girl and her older brother and she happens to have like find this gem where she can control essentially the embodiment of evil yeah but she completely controls him the most powerful being in the universe yeah but it's almost like harry and the hendersons with et but brutally violent. <laughs> yes, it is brutally violent. And it's a good independent film. They, I love the guys. It was very funny. The cop, how funny is the cop? I, I And that is all based <laughs> on, so it's this guy, uh, Stephen Kostansky, who wrote and directed it. And that cop is like based on another, like I think it's called Bio Cop. Yes. It's another movie that he wrote. And MJ, he just like, it is the epitome of this indie sci-fi fun shit that every character is so unique and he made so much of it with trash that he just kind of found around it's like it is like the upper echelon of what trauma is well the creature work is unbelievable too cool all the makeup is um, it's so good everything all like the the council scene with all the different monsters i i immediately hit up henry and henry's like yeah we screamed about it on side stories for a couple of weeks it's like where the so it's on shutter right now again psycho gorman because that is the name that the little girl gives him mm -hmm. and calls him pg for short is a canadian science fantasy horror comedy damn so good and um i think that you and gideon would really enjoy watching it well i'm i feel like i'm earning a lot of nerd nerd boy credits because we're currently watching avatar the last airbender so now oh Oh, he does. What does he do? Talk about catching up with something from, you know, 2008. Um, but also we're watching that other Marvel, the, the new Marvel one. What if fun? Um, I loved it. And yeah. And I watch I've watched all the like I haven't watched Harley Quinn, but I've watched like the you know, we watched the Loki and the WandaVision. I feel like I'm. I'm I'm learning to speak a little bit of the nerd language. Uh oh, nerdies. Nerd alert. Now, have y'all been doing that White Lotus? Yeah. Haven't done White Lotus yet. It's good. It's good. You'll love it. You'll get all sad and shit. Oh, I'm not like that. It's like you're like that. You're going to love it. You're going to absolutely love it. And I'm excited for you. I know it is funny because we were saying this right before we started recording. MJ's always behind us because of like the kids and your life and grad school and like blah, 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 <laughs> other things. But I like giving you the like Cliff's notes of like, put this in the front of the line. Yeah. yeah. And you d you just tackled the circle and I'm very proud of you. Uh, circle season two. Right. That's the, it's, it's, I like to be watching things when other people are watching them mm -hmm. because then other people want to talk about them. Instead, I'm over here just like anyone want to talk about Avatar The Last Airbender and that's a bad example because usually people do always want to talk about that because <laughs> it really makes a big impact on people and like anyone want to talk about circle season two but probably people have already moved on in their 
we only have enough brain space to keep so many reality show characters in, like in Circle Season 2, when a character from Too Hot to Handle Season 1 arrived. Oh, my, my brain God. was like, I don't have the space to remember who that is, you know? So you have to, like, delete a file to make room for that, you know, for the new... Sh- new file in your brain so it's hard i feel but but i've i have noticed that everyone is talking about white lotus and so i'm gonna probably budge that to the front of the line i just finished it it's only six episodes you can do it each episode's a day it's delightful and then terrifying and what platform is it on because i also everyone's talking about ted lasso and i can't get it because it's on apple tv (sighs) hbo i got the first season they actually they mailed it to me for sag oh that's nice Whoa. I'll send you Whoa, to you're not supposed anybody. to, said, Eddie. I would do it anyway. <laughs> Eddie, you're not supposed to. And Ted Lasso is the best television show I've watched in a very long time. Yeah. And, um, it's very, very uh, inspiring. Uh-huh. Yeah. But b- before we illegally send you DVDs, we have a celebrity conspiracy. No. Yeah. Do you believe? Uh oh, it is me. I do the celebrity conspiracy today, and I feel like Holden was scared of this one, but I'm not. Is Anne Hathaway married to William Shakespeare? Okay. All right. (laughs) Hear me out. I sent you guys. So this came in from Jennifer. Jennifer, thank you so much. And I saw that it had been opened by Holden, but I think that he um, was scared about how real it is. He's afraid of the the truth. He's afraid of the truth. Mm-hmm. And I understand how you could be. But now, as someone that I remember, I was like, yeah, but that's because Shakespeare, like one of Shakespeare's wives' names was Anne Hathaway. Okay. <laughs> oh. However, so back in the day, yes, William Shakespeare, the William Shakespeare. Billy sup- Shakes. Who supposedly, quote unquote, died in 1616. <laughs> quote unquote. <laughs> Quote, unquote, but where is his soul? And does the soul affect how we look? So the actual William Shakespeare was married to a woman named Anne Hathaway. And Anne Hathaway is now the celebrity married to a man named Adam Schulman. Now, if you look at a picture and just look up Anne Hathaway William Shakespeare, and if in conspiracy, he does look a lot like... William Shakespeare. (laughs) And do you believe that maybe? So they were wed in 1582. Is he a plagiarist? Because if he's a plagiarist, then he's probably. Then he definitely is. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So but also think about this a little bit of a MILF action. William Shakespeare was 18 when he married Anne Hathaway, who was 26 and pregnant with their first child. Can't have that child be a bastard, so he put a ring on it. So according to this, they were wed in 1582, and what if they came back for each other? Like the idea that Shakespeare struck a deal with his wife that she would be the more famous partner in their next life together. The theory further stands, as noted by fans online, because modern-day Hathaway doesn't seem to age at all. Now I wonder what reincarnated Paul Rudd person is. We're talking about Anne Hathaway right now. If you look at pictures of her in the Princess Diaries and her currently, even after having children, she looks like she's no older. Could it be a soul spiracy? Who knows? But I do really like the line that a Twitter user came up with with that said, 
where Anne hath a will, Anne hath a way. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Jen, so much for the celebrity conspiracy theory. I really appreciate it. And um, so what do you guys think? I love the idea that reincarnation exists. You know, that helps me sleep at night. Me too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Knowing that it's not the nothing. So I'd love to believe this. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I just, uh, does she look like the other Anne Hathaway? That's a good question. That's don't the have real a picture question. Of the real Anne Hathaway. The OG. I mean, it was probably played by a man. That's how they used to do it back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you really can't. You cannot trust them. I love Let's the idea that William Shakespeare's Hathaway. wife in real life was also played by a man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I could kind of see it. Yeah. Well, it depends. I don't know. It depends on which oil painting you want to base it on. Some of them kind of look like her. What do I? What do I Google to get a picture of Anne Hathaway that's not Anne Hathaway, but that is Anne Hathaway the original? Oh, okay, I got it. Got yeah, because yeah, if I just Google it. Anne Hathaway old, I'm an asshole. <laughs> Anne Hathaway, not that Anne Hathaway. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she she does not. Yeah, I could see it. I could see I it. I could see it. It does depend on which oil painting you look at, Jackie. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think? Is it a yay or a nay? It's a yay from me. Wow. I also, like Eddie, I am comforted, deeply comforted by the idea of reincarnation. And I love this idea. Two souls. What, you know, who more? If anybody's going to hack, like, making love last forever in a beautiful way, it would be William Shakespeare. So I think that it's real. Oh, now would you guys make this kind of a pact with your partners? Yeah, to be reincarnated as reincarnated as two hot rich people that you're together forever, but then you have to give up something to them for their next life to appease them to stay with you. Hmm. What could I possibly give Julie? I've been asking for <laughs> <Yeah>. years. <laughs> what do I even have? What do I have? I've got nothing. I, every day when she wakes up next to me, I'm pleasantly surprised. Oh, <laughs> what a Shakespeare thing to say. Yeah. That's just what Shakespeare wrote. <laughs> I feel like I'd give, I think I would take Jeff's hair. We could switch out hairs. I think that he would look great in the next life with just like a big mane mm-hmm. of wavy dark hair. Yeah. Yeah. So you're welcome, Jeff. In the future. <laughs> in the future. Well, you know what that means. It's time for the list. Oh my God, MJ! Who's on the list? Yeah. MJ! Gotta have have that that list. list. This is my first time ever not singing the song. And how do you feel about it? Do you feel like you've grown up? I miss I miss singing. Next next time I'll probably sing along with you guys. But (laughs) I usually do. You know, you got I usually do. Yeah, we're we're double teaming now. Yeah, just so that Jackie doesn't have to do the four to five segments that we do all by yourself. I'm listing. Yeah, you listed at us. I got so many fun facts for you, you're not even ready. Hell yeah. The 
The list, I almost forgot to tell you guys what the list is. It's 26 wild weirdo ways actors prepared for roles. Cool. Sometimes the t- headlines of lists are a little overdramatic. <laughs> <laughs> well, you think this is that's overdramatic. How about the fact that you'd think that the craziest thing Shia LaBeouf did for Fury was cutting his own face open, but LaBeouf also joined the United States National Guard, got a hand tattoo, was baptized, had a tooth pulled, spent days watching horses die, and didn't bathe for four months. I mean, he was going to do all that anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say, I think that he definitely just sits and watches horses die just to really curdle his soul a little bit. Uh, you know, I like the track as much as the next guy, but <laughs> <laughs> did you? Go- I don't even think I saw Fury. Me neither. It was fine. It was fine. It's a it's a it's a run of the mill World War Two movie. It's all inside of a tank. Brad Pitt, you know, John Bernthal, my boy. I just, I'll go see anything with John Bernthal in it. Oh yeah, I, and, all uh, I knew was that Brad Pitt was called War Daddy in it, which almost made me watch it. <laughs> <laughs> It's worth a watch, but it's not the best movie ever. Well, seen. did you um, know that to prep for her role as Marilyn Monroe in My Week with Marilyn, Michelle Williams tied her knees together with a belt so she could walk like Marilyn Monroe? Good. She should have swallowed some pills, too. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine she worked on that in other ways. I just love Michelle Williams. Yeah, she's I, hot, I would. Hot, uh, I would watch Michelle Williams do anything. I love her so much. Was that she movie good? It. My Week with Marilyn? Yeah. It was good. Yeah. It was good. It was it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Definitely that good. is really what that is. That that is the answer. It was a lot better than I thought. <laughs> Pleasantly it was surprised. Be. Yeah, yes. it's an airplane movie. It won't do you wrong on an airplane. Uh huh. Well, get a couple ludes and you you might you'll love it. <laughs> what also won't do you wrong is the fact that in Rabbit Hole, Aaron Eckhart is a mourning father who lost mourning father who lost his son. So to get the feel, Eckhart attended a support group and made up a story pretending he had lost a child. It's rough. Yeah, I, I don't like this one. Rough. That's a I don't no. like this one. It That's seems a like no. a lie. You know, it's using it's you know like uh, if an MMA fighter gets into a fight with a normal person, they get in trouble. They get in more trouble because they're a skilled fighter. Yes, Aaron Eckhart is a skilled actor, and he went to this the support group and he lied his ass off. <laughs> this should be this should be some kind of crime. I you're using you imagine using skills if you were in that support group and then you see the movie and you're like, fuck you. Oh, fuck you. You know, fuck like you. wouldn't that be a real Real uh, stunner to to realize that that had been what was happening. I'd be furious. Uh, I'd go. Yeah. <laughs> but I do. I did really like the the play rabbit hole is real rough, and I remember that being one of the uh, big plays in college. That a lot of people would do scenes from and monologues from. But it is directed by John Cameron Mitchell. That. Um, I never saw the movie of Rabbit Hole because I knew how upsetting the play was. And I was like, I don't know if I need that in my life. But as someone that tries to watch Dear Zachary once every other year, I don't know why I thought I didn't. (laughs) Why do you do that? I love to be sad. Yeah, you got to, you know, maybe one time she'll watch it and it'll be different. Yeah. We would have we would have helped. Those people meet their child. Yeah. You know, how come we didn't do anything? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> That's <laughs> also how my anxiety works. Maybe this time it'll be better. And, uh, and then it never is. But that's why I never, I will never watch Dear Zachary again. I think after I have a kid, I probably could never watch it ever again. <laughs> you know, like I think it's one of those. I, I've, I'd watch Beer Zachary. 
He just, he just, <laughs> just the, watching him sad. It's the Zachary drinking game. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, our Zachary is a drinking game. Is that's the only way I'll ever watch Dear Zachary again? Is if I'm in the person with you two and we're doing Beer Zachary, then I will do it. <laughs> because somebody's got to reclaim that movie as the fa- most yeah. famous, saddest movie. <laughs> Every time you think about crying, take a drink. And I think that, like, by the end, you'll be so blacked out, it's going to be great. Well, uh, speaking of blacked out, in order to portray the anorexic lead in The Machinist, Christian Bale went on a diet consisting only of cigarettes and whiskey. Yikes. He looks great. He looks so thin. See? <laughs> I like him better like that. I think he looks better like that. You know, when you do all that, you just hope that the movie's better. You know? <laughs> yeah, like at least like Rabbit Hole I heard is a good movie, but I think that was part of the reason why I never saw the machinists because well also that was in my weird like no time existence of not watching movies. Um uh, but I think that if you're gonna go through that it should be one of the best, but it is supposed to be pretty good, though, right? It's fine. It's good. It's fine. It's not the best. In a similar vein, on the same list, it's just the eating disorder list for the near-death look of Fantine in Les Miserables, uh, Anne Hathaway ate only two thin squares of dried oatmeal paste a day. Actors, uh, I don't think you should do this. No, no. no. I don't think you can need to. No, there has to be like some you know, mystery. You know, you're an actor. Nobody Act. needs it's to a- watch Les Mis <laughs> and be like, oh, you're actually starving to death. Like, I'll get it. You'll sing. You'll act. You'll cry. That's fine. You don't need to literally starve yourself to death for me to be like, oh, Fontaine, how sad. Yeah. You're starving. I just don't need that. There really is some of this, like, getting into character stuff that just makes me like, I was reading about Nicole Kidman is just been so annoying because they were reco- they were shooting Nine Perfect Strangers, which is another uh, book written by um, Lillian Moriarty, who wrote Big Little Lies. And she plays, like, a guru-type character, and so she stayed in character the entire shoot (laughs) and i just i'm sorry but to play a guru nicole kidman do you have to be in character oh that must have been i've read that nine perfect strangers Uh, oh did you tell me what how do you think that it would be if that character was um real insufferable i mean (laughs) that it's definitely like I love that author. I love, I've read all of her books. And, um, but yeah, like the whole point of that character is that she's like a dangerous, like she's like a dangerously, um, like she uses, you know, kind of like woo woo, um, yoga stuff as a kind of cudgel and also a, like way to deal with her own issues, you know, to bury her own issues. Um, it's a great, great character. (laughs) Nicole Kidman (laughs) must just be, oh, so difficult to be around. Yeah. Insufferable. (laughs) She's probably just doing it so she doesn't have to hang out with the crew after work. (laughs) (laughs) No, she's in character. (laughs) Leave her alone. I will. You know what? I'm still going to fucking watch it, though. Of course. You know, Michael Shannon's in it. Uh, Melissa McCarthy's in it. Like, of course, I'm going to Nicole Kim is the hell out of One that. of the best actors in the world. Yeah. Yeah. She's and truly- Bobby Cannavale. I love Bobby Cannavale. 
He's fun. He's fun. Well, I'm going to give you guys one last list because right. to perfect his role as Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody, Rami Malek hired a dialect coach, a movement coach, and learned how to sing and play piano. On top of that, he and his movement coach watched footage of Mercury for four hours every day. See, now that's a fun one. Yeah, but yeah, it wasn't yeah. his fault that, uh, that that movie was what it was. Yeah, the movie, <laughs> all, all, for, all for very little, ultimately. But I thought that he did a he good job. So hard. I think he did a good job as Freddie oh, Mercury. Oh, he was great. You know, he, was, he did a great job in it. It's just the you know, it's just the movie itself. The whole like Sasha Baron Cohen getting kicked from it. The whole like I I don't know. There was a I feel like a lot of weird energy around the movie mm-hmm. that by like no matter what. Well, the director switched halfway through, and the director switched halfway through. It was a lot of I feel like at that point it, it's I can't imagine making the movie after all of that change and all of that upset, and then no matter how much you can do. Can you save it at that point? Mm-hmm. And he tried his fucking best, but I do think it was a little pushed for Oscar season. I do think it was a little pushed for all the buzz that it got because it was supposed to be the movie for Freddie Mercury. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I wasn't. thought that he did great, but also my entire experience of that movie was me being like, I'm just really enjoying listening to all this Queen, and I don't actually know whether he's doing a good job or whether <laughs> this is a good movie. I'm just really, really living for it. <laughs> I just love it. And thank you so much, MJ, for reading the list. I did How do you it. Feel? I you feel. You did it. I feel a sense of achievement that I haven't felt. In years, <laughs> my, fa- my favorite list. But <laughs> see, there we go. And this is coming on the impending birthday of your second child. So I'll take yeah, it. best thing I've done in two years. <laughs> That's <laughs> pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, We've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. But now, oh my God. Ah, what happened? Ah, what else? What happened? Ah, Jackie. I think <laughs> I'm going blind. Blind? You're going blind. <laughs> and now we say, oh, we can't see him. <laughs> I can't see him. Yes. <laughs> We're all blind. The lights are out. The lights are out. I, I see. I took over looking up blind items this week. And man, there's just so many negative, mean blind items. And I was like, how do people, I know that it just says sources say, but some are pretty uh, defaming. Uh-oh, Eddie has covered his I eyes. <laughs> bl- I got a blindfold on. He, he genuinely blind. can't see. Blind. But will he be able to see the answer to this blind? As has been the case for decades, if you arrive at the home of this former A-list singer, not named Brittany, I will also say older than Brittany, 
Prior to the housekeeper arriving, you will have to navigate through the dog poop and pee inside the house. She is a known she is known for loving her animals and letting them run ragged through her home. Lady Gaga, no, s- no, older, older than, than Brittany. Brittany, older, yes, Mariah. So I would say no, but definitely in the same kind of wheelhouse. What I will say is straight up, you probably know this answer, Paul Abdul. And- <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. good yeah. job, Eddie, man. Yeah. You're upstage. She seems like a sticky dog woman. You're yeah. getting the, the blinds yeah. on my own show. I can't believe yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Paula Abdul. And I also wrote down, she must have brought her previous co-actor in to piss on the floors because she did the opposite, opposite of the cat from opposite of the track. <laughs> and um, there's just something about something that it just drives me crazy to think of someone with that kind of celebrity that would allow someone to have to come in and pick up your animal's feces inside of your home. I think that that is just, it makes me not, I know that like Paul Abdul is a judge on, you know, some reality shows and I hear that she is a nightmare to work with on multiple, multiple ways. But this is just one of those things where like, man, and I do love Paul Abdul. I think she's an inspirational dancer. I love how like she, you know, worked really hard and worked her way onto like in living color and all that kind of shit, but was she out of living color? I know she was a Laker girl. She was the head choreographer for the Fly Girls. Was she? Wow. You know, Rosie yeah. Perez was the costume designer on Living mm. Color. Mm. And they both—I don't think that they liked each other. I mean, I could see that. <laughs> but as a as a dancer, you would figure, you know, she might slip and hurt herself on all this pee pee poo poo. All the pee pee poo poos. But I don't think that uh, maybe, <laughs> hopefully, she's not dancing inside of the living room. Or if she does, she does it right after uh, the housekeepers leave. Oh, Paula. <laughs> now I've got one more blind item, and I have said I'm new to this, but. I was very surprised because this was under the title of Old Hollywood. Um, and let's see if you could guess it. Okay. I gotta. I really got to get this before Ed gets it. All right, let's see what you got. <laughs> <laughs> this long-deceased dictator is remembered as a paranoid and brutal mass murderer responsible for millions of deaths. In his mid-30s, about a decade before he came to power, he fathered a child with a 13-year-old girl. She was younger than the legal age of consent in that country, even at that time. The location was remote, and he pledged to marry the girl, so he escaped criminal charges due to the wishes of the girl's family. The child died shortly after it was born. Two years later, our future leader got the girl pregnant again. He fled the village, abandoned the girl and his child for the rest of his life. The details were only revealed after his death, about four decades later. Stalin? I mean, it, it is Joseph Stalin. Re- Why was this posted yesterday? Also, why, <laughs> why was this old this? Hollywood? It's not old Hollywood. It's definitely not old Hollywood. I don't understand why it was posted in the blind items. <laughs> I was so taken aback that I was like, why? Yeah. Why? The remote location, Siberia. Yes. It's, very remote. <laughs> it's on fire, by the way. Eddie, how did you know that it was Stalin and not Hitler? What gave it away for Stalin? Uh, well, Jackie is in love with Stalin. I know that. I guess that's and, uh, old school. Uh, Jackie, now, yeah. does, 
Yeah. Now, does this does this uh, put Stalin further down on your list of uh, of, of dictators? You want to tarnish make? him in your. <laughs> the thing is, is that he's just so horrible, you know. But he he was gonna marry, yeah. and he um no he's see the reason why if you've ever listened to Roundtable, I used to talk about Stalin a lot because I had a teacher that was obsessed with Stalin, and we had a whole year just about Stalin. I don't know how the American government runs, <laughs> but I know about Stalin's life to an intense degree. Sounds like and he was stolen your education. Uh, I think he was. Ed Larson, and everybody. And me for life. Could have taught me about taxes. Could have taught me about just almost anything in this history class. And so we went into the life of Stalin, and it always drove me mad that the fact that what drove him crazy as, a, as an educator is that the American public schools didn't want to teach about Stalin as much because he was on our side. Uh So they don't want to get into the atrocities so everyone focuses on Hitler. And he was big into the fact that, like, like, Stalin was even worse than Hitler. Like, it's like he's up there, but the American education system didn't spend as much time. I mean, not... I don't think this, Stalin, he, I'm was, the teacher, Stalin was an equal opportunity murderer. He was bad. He you know, was bad, bad, Hitler bad, bad. focused on certain people. It's interesting you know? that that was your yeah, teacher. That's like a big, like, it's. I'm so curious about your teacher and how he, he came to spend the whole year on Stalin because I, it is like a big, uh, I feel like there's a big anti-communist, like anti-leftist sentiment of like, well, Stalin was very bad, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. definitely. Yeah, no, all of it's bad, but I also don't think we need an entire year. Maybe like, he I think was that we a should Nazi. learn about more of it. Yeah, what was that? Maybe he was a Nazi just trying. Yeah, to that's what. Yeah, I sounds like he was either a Nazi or an ardent anti-communist. <laughs> Mr. Burton, you got some splaining to do. Um, but that's it for my blind items. I can see again, and I'm really glad that Stalin just popped up in the blind items this week. Old um, Hollywood. That's what I say when I think about Joseph Stalin. <laughs> I just was so blown away. I was like, what? What do you mean, old Hollywood? (laughs) And again, this is what happens when you leave me in charge of doing things like the blind items. It's not my fault. Holden left. (laughs) He had to go be a daddy. (laughs) And before we get, and thank you guys so much for joining us. Before we get into our shout outs today, I did just want to... Uh, again, pitch it to Eddie what? to talk to us a little bit more about How America Killed My Mother, which is the short that you created with Travis Irvine. Yes. And um, how can we find it and where can we see yes, it? Well, please. you can check it out at HowAmericaKilledMyMother.com. Um, but if you want to come see it live with a talk back with me and Travis and a special surprise guest uh, in Deerfield Beach on Labor Day, that's 9, 6 at 7 p.m. at... I'm playing it at, this means so much to me, I'm playing it at the movie theater I grew up next to, and me and my mom used to go to once a week. And so like, I I hit him up. I just called him, like blind called him, because I saw it's an independent theater now, and I was like, I have to play this here. You know, like, and so all of my old friends, all my old, like, like, uh, friends of the family, family members are going to be there. So it's going to be very emotional because they all knew my mom personally. Wow. And so it's going to be very emotional uh, viewing of it. And uh, basically the movie, if you don't know anything about it, it's just about how America, not just the government or the insurance companies or, you know, but we, uh, we don't take care of each other the way we should. We don't, we don't, uh, we, we, we almost, you get rewarded for every victim you make 
You know, if you you know you you get promoted at your job if you convince people to buy things they don't need and and stuff like that. And my mom was a brittle diabetic, and she was very poor. She was making ten twenty an hour uh, for working fifty sixty hours a week, and uh, we couldn't make ends meet. It was just me and her because my parents got divorced, and I'm an only child, and and so we couldn't make ends meet. And basically, like. Truthfully, if I break it down, if we had like three thousand more dollars, I bet she'd still be alive, you know. And like, it's not right. And I was mad. I didn't know what to do. Uh, so I took her life insurance money and I made this movie with uh, Travis Irvine to kind of shed a light on what happened to my mom. Uh, because the saddest part about my story is that it's not original and it happens and it's still a hundred times mm-hmm. every day all over the country and. We just need to make sure that we're uh, taking care of our elderly. And obviously right now uh, that's kind of a taboo thing to say uh, because of uh, how people feel about this virus. And uh, and it just reminds me again how much people don't fucking care about old people. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so, I, you know, that's what the movie's about. It's a love song to my mom. And, uh, you know, if, if you and it's also about like, you know, no one tells you what to do when your parent dies it's not someone you know like there's no book on it yeah. you know there's no and so i kind of explained that process because i learned it all in real time as it happened and jackie came down the day it happened i remember thank you so much for coming to see me that day but like it, it's it's hard obviously but it's like you know you forget like the first thing you got to do is like plan a party yeah you know because you gotta have like a funeral and like it's impossible and it's so hard and you know it's it's you know not that i like you know disrespect my mother but I, I, you got to find a way to make light of these situations uh because if you don't laugh you cry and it's okay to cry by the way uh if you've ever lost somebody uh you should cry uh don't uh don't uh take that from yourself uh it's you know it's grief it's not depression it's you know it's natural dogs do it you know so like it's it's totally fine to do and you know remember when i do now with my mom I would like anything bad that happened. I don't even remember. Every, every time I think of something bad that happened with me and her, I try to think of three things that are good. Yeah. And, you know, because that's what the important thing is. You're not trying to remember that bad shit. You know, so we come see the movie. It's it's very heartwarming. And, uh, and, and just, you know, I got a lot of cool people in it. My cousin Jeff's in it. Uh, uh, Senator Chris Murphy's in it. Uh, you know, I got the, the liberal rednecks, uh, Trey Crowder and, uh, Drew Morgan from well-read comedy. And, uh, and, uh, who's, um, who's it? Gary Johnson. I got Gary Johnson in it just to make sure we have some comedy. Gary Johnson. And, uh, <laughs> 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 but yeah, check it out. And also check out the on Spotify. We released that recently. And, uh, I don't know. It's been a it's been a wild ride, uh, especially getting all of the um, messages I've gotten of people who've went through similar things, and that's been, I mean, so eye opening that this just happens all the time, every day. Yeah, yeah. So. Congratulations, Eddie. I'm so glad that you made it, and it really is like both a beautiful tribute and like a really brutal indictment of this Amen. country. Amen. Thank you. And please Thank check you. it out. HowAmericaKilledMyMother.com and share your story with them over on Twitter at HowAmericaKills. Yes, please do. Please do. 
Now, speaking of death, Jackie, you lost someone important to you this week. And I wanted to give him a proper uh, send off. Uh, Maki Kaji oh, uh, passed Kikuchi. away. He yeah, the, Maki um, Kaji died. This he was week. the 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 man the the Godfather of Sudoku. Passed the Godfather away. of Sudoku, <laughs> and I got very upset about it because I still um, I do Sudoku at least an hour a day. You really and, do? When uh, I like read that sentence twice in your email, and you said that you do Sudoku every day, I was amazed. Day. Your I brain is going to be so. You know, they say that if you do crossword puzzles and shit, your brain stays nice and sharp as a tack. Don't worry, the marijuana leaves its its mark on there. No, I do my dokies at night because I try not to stare at my phone. And if I read um, that late, I'll just fall asleep. So um, I do my dokies and I sit and... um, I'm yeah, I'm I do expert level. Uh, That's so, smart, uh, man. I got to figure out a way to stop looking at my phone, so maybe I got to start doing the dokes. Yeah. Doing the dokes. Sometimes I do. You know what? Sometimes I do find a words. Mm. I am 34, going on 94, <laughs> and I'm fine with it. But my brain is gonna be sharp. Well, I figured as a as a gift to you for your birthday that just passed, uh, I would uh, give uh, Maki Kaji a proper roast in peace. Oh, yeah. please, oh. Let's hear it. All right. Maki Kaji died at 69, uh, which are also the numbers he needed for the corners of his last Sudoku puzzle. Yeah! <laughs> Maki Kaji! Yeah! On his gravestone, it's going to say, word searches are for pussies. <laughs> oh, no. I just said that I do find a words. Oh, no. <laughs> Sudoku's... We should also, before we get to the shouts, we should have a shout to Jackie for her birthday, which we've only shouted a little bit, but we should be shouting a lot. Happy birthday, Jackie. Mm, uh, thank Happy you. There was another birth. baby born right before my birthday. <laughs> Overshadowed it. That kid don't know shit for four years. <laughs> Sudoku's amazing. It's been helping people not talk to the person sitting next to them on airplanes for decades. Oh, I didn't realize you have many more. <laughs> I should. <laughs> I, wrote, I, wrote, I wrote some jokes. I wrote some jokes. I wrote so Don't let me stop you. Kaji died of bile duct cancer, which is probably from all the bullshit he had to swallow from the tic-tac-toe people. Uh, yeah! <laughs> Fuck you, tic-tac-toe! <laughs> tic-tac-oh, no, you did it! Yeah. <laughs> it said that over 100 million people play Sudoku every day, so I guess they're just going to have to switch to solitaire now. Oh. <laughs> you got to be Sudoku. Cuckoo, if you think Maji Kaji won't be missed. See you later. Preston, oh, pens and papers. I am so cuckoo. Thank you, Eddie. Uh, that is the best birthday oh, present besides the movie theater that you rented out for us all to watch Back to the Future in. But this is a close second um, to that, which I also appreciate. Both. A lot of fun. I also can I do? Uh, we're doing. Oh, we do the shout outs. That's right. All right. I forgot about Yeah. That. Do you wait? Did you want to share something? Though? I had some shout outs that I wanted to talk about during the Lizzo section, but we moved on and I just wanted to come back to it. Hit us. Because uh, you're talking about like fun pop music that's out right now. And like, yeah. And there is some really stuff that's got, I don't know if you've been listening to Silk Sonic. Ooh, no. Who, um, it's Bruno Mars and Anderson Pock. They made oh, a duo. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Leave the door open and skate. They're going to have a whole album come out. Those two songs are unbelievable. Have you seen Skate? Have you seen the video for Skate? Nope, but it's I'm going to right after this. Hell yeah. 
Big Frida and Tank and the Bangas just put out a song called Better Buss It, Hell which yeah. is badass. I love Tank and the Bangas. I love Big Frida. They're picking out good music. Thundercats always making great, happy music. And uh, I wanted to shout out some other wonderful uh, women artists because uh, I know we, uh, Ari Lennox. She's my favorite. I love her. Um, Nao. I don't know if that's how you say her name, but it's N A O. Okay. Carrie Fox. Uh, that's F-A-U-X, Carrie Fox, and Nicole Buss. You got to go check out all of them. They're making some really great solo music right now. And Eddie, tell me the Bruno Mars one again. Uh, Silk Sonic. They Silk only have two Sonic. songs, but they're going to be put out in a whole album very soon. Okay. And the new and the new uh, video is Skate. Skate. It's all about roller skating. Okay. Ooh. So good. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm literally put, oh! Oh, I want to hang out with them. Yeah. I just immediately <laughs> the still from the music video. I'm like, I want to be where they are. Well, I can't wait to watch it. And thank you so much, Eddie, because I'm always on the lookout for new music. I try to stay abreast. And it, there's a lot coming out because now is the time that things are starting to get rolled out from people that were that jumped in as early as they could to start getting albums out yeah. as quickly as possible during the the demi. Yeah, no, and it's I think it, it's oddly going to be great for music because everyone figured out how to make their own album at home by themselves. Which is fucking. And sick. so there's a lot of I think a lot of cool things are going to happen in the future once everyone's in a better mood. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen. We're not going to be just desperately sad forever, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no, not here on this show because it's time for the shout outs. Oh, shout, shout, shout it all out. These are the, the emails that, that you wrote it about. Come, Come on, we'll read them to you. Come on. We are starting out with Mark because Mark wrote in, actually, weirdly enough, with something to share with you, Eddie. Wow. Mark wrote in, I said he was insanely perfect. Is he timing. A psychic? I know, right? I guess it truly is a hot Mark summer. Mark says, I wanted to thank y'all and the LPN family at large for being such a positive force in my life. A little while ago, I heard Henry and Jackie on a Brighter Side episode talking about obesity, and it became the catalyst for me making healthier choices in my life. Of course, everyone is beautiful at every size, but losing some weight has absolutely changed my life for the better. Page 7 being such a pillar for body positivity has really helped me learn to love myself. All the discourse about Chet Hanks and his whatever helped me coin the new term Hot Mark Summer. I guess I owe <laughs> Megan the Stallion credit, too. This summer, your boy is stepping out with a cold one in his hand and shorter shorts on Thanks to y'all. Nice. And he asked me to uh, share it with you, Eddie. So I'm so glad that you happen to be here. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's Fat Boy Summer, man. It's Fat Boy Summer. Take your shirts off, man. Take your shirts off. All these off. people coming out of quarantine, these skinny fucks, they all got fat. You know, they don't know how to wear it. You know, we've been fat our we whole lives. Teach it to them. You know, like, yeah, I know how to fucking shape it and shift it. You know, so it's Fat Boy Summer. You know, don't forget about that. Yeah, now uh, I can take my shirt off too since I got top surgery. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> take your shirts off! And I really hope that hot-ass husband Rob is also taking his shirt off because Tiffany writes in and says, my hot-ass husband Rob is turning the big 
on August 16th was a couple of days ago, but also happy birthday, Rob. If you're able to, will you please send him your congrats on making it this far? He's an awesome dad to our three kids and more than an incredible husband to me. Over the last year, he's helped me through a mental breakdown and a career crisis that I would not have wanted to go through with anyone else. He's a childcare provider and is literally caring for others constantly. And a little shout out would be a great surprise for him. He got me into your show and all things else. LPN and you all feel like family. So happy birthday to the love of my life, my best friend, and the hottest daddy I know. Hell yeah. Aww. We got big 40s. Yeah, 40. Yeah. Good for him. Good for yeah, him. Yeah, it's for a good him. year for it, but also great year for some dirty 30s Ooh. because Amanda wanted to give a shout out to their BFF Jamie for his 30th birthday on August 24th. She says, we met in January of 2020 and immediately bonded over our love of LPN and our love-hate relationship with Riverdale. Ooh. Over this past year and during our three yes three lockdowns here in Scotland. He's become one of my closest friends and I couldn't have made it through it without him. He goes out of his way to be a good friend and never asks for anything in return. He is a beautiful soul and I'm so glad we met. It would mean the world to me if you could tell him how amazing he is and wish him a big old dirty 30 with me. Yeah, get that 30. Three lockdowns. Three lockdowns. That is... um, You're doing it. You're killing it. And I'm, I'm very proud of you guys for keeping on, keeping on. I'm very scared. I feel like looking down the barrel of whatever's going to happen here in California, but we're not going to think about that right now. Great uh, great song by Anderson Pack that came out called Lockdown. Go check that out. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Mr. Music. And Mr. Music, I hope he has Mr. Cocktail recommendations for the 21st birthday of Molly's boyfriend, Jonah. She says, Jonah and I are high school sweethearts who are now going to be seniors in undergrad. Rick'em, Texas Tech. On his birthday, we'll also be heading back to our college town and moving in together for the first time. I'm so excited to be able to spend every day with the most intelligent, compassionate, and funniest man I know. I'm so proud of him for all the hard work he's accomplished while chasing his dream career of being a lawyer to those who experience workplace discrimination. Wow. He's truly so passionate about making the world a better place, and I believe in him even more than he knows. I'm so happy that you guys were with us during your college pandemic time, which I can't even imagine but also quote unquote jonah has never drank before wink so do you guys have any cocktail recommendations to kick off jonah's 21st birthday well if he's never drank before we should probably do something sweet <laughs> Ooh, uh, okay so i'm thinking like a mai tai or pina colada you know Ooh. let's get him going on some rum i think is a good if we're, if we're going for your first drink i say rum oh uh, but make sure it's not too strong. Counterpoint you know, because... that the Mai Tais that can be dangerous because you're like, ooh, yum, you know, but it's true. It is also <laughs> a classic for a 21 year old to drink something with a lot of sugar in it. But I would recommend something just with like, I last time somebody asked for cocktail Rex, I always said mojito, mint, sugar, lime, or lemon, muddle that shit with a spoon and, a, and you don't need a, I don't have a cocktail shaker or anything fancy. But just put some herbs in a drink and you'll feel like you're the most sophisticated 21-year-old on earth. Yeah. yeah. And rum. More rum? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, rum. put some rum I, you know, on it. Rum is, you know, you have a rum and Coke when you're a teenager and you think that's all that this can do. And it can do a lot more. No, Coke, don't mix it with Coke. Mix it with Diet Coke. It's already sugary enough. So sugary. You're gonna tell you, the sugar's the worst hangover you're going to get. 
So be careful when you're drinking these sugary drinks, even that's though I, I just told you to drink water. sugary drinks. No, that's why you do whiskey soda water with a squeeze of lime in there. And yeah. then you take some of the sugar out of it. Yes. At least. That is my drink of choice is whiskey and soda water. But he's got a drink for years before he likes it. Yeah, whiskey before soda water is a total like daddy <laughs> drink. That's, yeah. 21-year-old. Yeah. I don't care about nothing no more. <laughs> <laughs> I've ran for more places than you'll ever go to. Uh, I've <laughs> tasted all I need to taste. I don't need any flavor. <laughs> and I do want to give a, a, a quick musical shout out. Money, money, money. Must be funny in a rich man's world. And that goes out <laughs> to you, Kristen. And your badass self shout out. Kristen wrote in, said, after losing my job, my apartment, and my toxic relationship, I've spent the last three and a half years grinding my ass off, and finally landed the amazing job I've been waiting for. Among other things, I will now get the opportunity to move out of my parents' house after not being able to afford rent and my insulin due to my shitty company's health care. Talk man, about how America killed my mother, thing. man. Insulin. Yes. Insulin should be free. $16,000 a year to be a diabetic. Insane. It's unfair. Absolutely insane. That's how much it costs. And like That's just normal for everyone. My mom was making thirty-two. That shit don't add up. Incredible. No. You know, it's crazy the money they try to charge for insulin. It has gotten a little better in recent months. Not enough. But it's not, not enough. Yeah, it's, it's certainly free. And that's why Kristen wrote in, and we are so proud of you here at Page 7, because, man, we know how much it costs, and we know how much you got to work to get yourself, just to be able to afford both that and rent at the same time. And Mazel, you're fucking killing it. We love you, Kristen. Mm. And Megan, I want to give you a thank you for the FP compilation. MJ, Megan sent me a compilation of just FP saying, boy, every time he said boy in Riverdale. And also on the day of this episode's release, it is Megan's 22nd birthday. So I'm so sad that Holden is on paternity leave because I really wanted him to sing me some Taylor Swift. It's oh, 22. You belong. There, yeah, the, the 22. I don't know about you. Isn't that I one? got a sweater on because I do Capital One commercials. <laughs> there, oh, that could be a T-sway. <laughs> <laughs> and Megan started listening to Page 7 in July of 2020 to cope with pandemic depression. And it took you 12 months. You were all completely caught up. Oh, I can't wow. thank you enough, Megan, for listening wow. to your, our your voices. Your brain must be in a strange place. <laughs> <laughs> but now we're talking to you and now we're in your ears we're talking directly to you, you <laughs> happy fucking birthday and one last just quick shout out to both chelin and alex for sending in because last week eddie i was talking about escalators and how my grandmother made me terrified of escalators mm. about how i was gonna get um killed on them and alex had a heroin she escalated your fear yes uh, he, oh, they both escalated Ed Larson, my everybody about what they wrote in about and um <laughs> I am um, truly, absolutely terrified, but I uh, needed it. I needed to maintain the fear. And that's what we say here at page seven. Maintain, maintain your fear. fear. That is Never let it go. Hopefully. Always be anxious and always be scared. After 12 I... months of catching up on all of page seven, that's just hopefully, hopefully you're in a positive space and not in, a, not in the, the scarier parts of where we go. Mm-hmm. I've grown. I, I used to be scared of alligators, and that I grew out of that. So that's you know, that's good. You grew up in Florida, I think. 
that's fair, right? It helped. That's what that's what made it. That's what made it easier. You gotta, <laughs> yeah, you gotta keep away from them. They'll get you. Well, it's because they eat all those the small dogs in the there. Crocodiles, and then you're those like, will get you. The alligators, oh, they the don't care. Oh, the alligators, you're fine with. Alligators are of... bees. Crocodiles are wasps. Ah, oh, okay, okay. I know. See, this is why you gotta have a lot of Floridians in your life. <laughs> I just say be scared of all of them. I think just be away from absolutely all, any kind of. Yeah. That's just that's because you're a New Yorker. True. It's still in there. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. And thank you so much, Eddie. Yeah, for thank you, Eddie. This, this was so much fun. Thank you seven. for having me. I enjoy the heck out of hanging with you. I yeah, I haven't so had a chance to catch up and hang with you for a while, and it's great to know that you are the exact same and your jokes are <laughs> always very reliably Eddie. Yes. And it makes me feel at home. Yeah, you just gotta move the words around a little bit. <laughs> 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 and please check out The Brighter Side, hosted by a one Edward Larson. What else you got? You want to plug? HowAmericaKilledMyMother.com. Yes. Also, check out the movie at DB Cinemas, Monday, uh, September 6th. That's Labor Day at 7 p.m. You can check that out. The tickets are already available, so go get them. It's assigned seats, so you want to get a good spot. Get in there. Um, also, I started this weird thing, and I, I really Ooh. want to start showing it off a little more. I've done... Five episodes. I started an underground Google Drive radio show, okay? I know that sounds insane, uh, but it's called the Eddie Tudes Two-Hour Radio Hour, and if you want to listen to it, uh, I you have to DM me your email address, and then I will share the files with you on Google Drive. What a great uh, idea. It, it is, I love that. And also, yeah. you're like, right, your your playlists are all brilliant. This is like the, per, you're like the, and it's the, the best person to have in your life and anyone's life for new music, and now you can have Eddie in your life. That's right. I'll send, I, I gotta send it to you, MJ. You'll, okay, I think you'll, please. I think you'll get oh, you it. will love it. Yeah. It is great and fun to have on, because there's also like sketches, essentially. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, no, I've been yeah, but doing sketches and then I've just been like, you know, writing material for everything. It's been so much fun. Uh, I get to play fantasy DJ. So listen to me, have my fun. Adam Wirtz produces it for me, so you know it's good. Also, my Spotify, Ed Larson, uh, go check that out. I got lots of really cool playlists on there. And if you look, I've made them for, I made one for Jackie, I made one for MJ, I made one for Natalie, and I made one for Holden, and I even made one for Lexi. So uh, go check those out. Those are a lot of fun, and it's like curated music for my friends. They're like the great. music I want them to be listening to. And, uh, and I think uh, I think y'all get a kick out of it too. Ed, you are the king of all playlist, and um, I absolutely love the Eddie Tunes Radio Show. And thank you again for joining us. And where do so where do they DM you on Twitter, Instagram? I'm at Eddie Tunes underscore on Twitter. Eddie Tunes E D D I E T U N E S on Instagram or Facebook. You know, so check that. So you can find me in any of those spots. DM me and I'll your email address and I will share it with you. I have five episodes out, about to do a sixth, and I'll just keep sending you as they come out. Hell yeah. I love it. Rock and roll. Yeah. And my name is Jackie Zabrowski. You can follow me on Instagram at Jack That Worm. You can also check out my Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash oh no, it's Jackie. I will be twitching on Tuesdays and Thursdays while Holden is thick with child. <laughs> that sounds fun. And I'm MJ, and I am MJKLCat on Instagram. So happy for Holden Lexi. So happy that I myself am not uh, thick with child. Yeah, <laughs> you're telling me. We love you guys, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.
This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.